This is the, uh, the first interview that I'm doing based on locking here with uh, locksmith Henrik from Denmark. And um, before we started, I just wanted to talk a little bit about kind of how we linked up and the connection between um, yourself and, and me and my group out here in D.C. Basically, Junius Brickhouse, uh, the guy who started Urban Artistry here and and leader of the Assassin's Crew DC. Uh, he spent time in Germany in the military and he met Thomas from Out of Control. And um, I believe, did he meet you during the time he was out there? Did you meet him at that time? Yeah, he came, he came by, I was living in France uh, from 2000 and until 2005, I think. And he came down for a Jistabu and stayed with me. Oh, okay. And that's where I, I think I met him. Yeah, I met him first time. Uh, okay. Okay. And uh, that, that was, it, was, it was a great experience. Just good people. You know? Yeah. So we, uh, we went to that event and uh, he actually asked me if I wanted to uh, compete in the house. <laughs> part. Oh, nice. And I just... <laughs> I very uh, I was I was not ready for it, so I said no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but anyway, like you guys, you guys met then. Like he came back here to DC, two thousand five. He started Assassin's Chapter out here, and he was always talking about you guys. He was talking about you, Thomas, Steen, Damon, um, and basically in two thousand ten, we had the Soul Society out here called the family affair where we were like let's let's get all these people together that are linked in movement you know and and me myself and Rashad we hadn't met you guys yet but I think it was really then in 2010 that was our first time that we we got together um, after that Steen brought me and Rashad out for for theater work in Denmark and this is really where he started showing us the the London style locking and we started diving more into that and we were also linking up with with you a lot and you were showing us a ton of stuff for the London style so before we started the interview I just wanted to say you know like the style the reason why I'm interviewing you is because you're connected to to me and my group in sort of movement lineage and the style of locking that I do is heavily influenced by you Steen, Anthony, and Damon. So I figured, you know, we can we can talk a little bit about, you know, your story and then break down what London locking is for people that maybe don't know. Um, so, so would you mind for people that don't know, just introduce yourself, where you're from, when you started dancing, some basics? Sure. Um, my name is Henrik Locksmith Christensen. I'm from 1973, and I grew up in Denmark. Uh, in 1994, I started to become a part of Out of Control, and was a part of Out of Control up until the start of 2000, where I moved out to France. Um, but before that, already in, I think it was in 1989, 
I saw Lockin' for the first time. I saw it on MTV with uh, Janet Jackson that did the song All Right. So she did this, this whole like locking theme with uh, Cap Calloway walking by, and mm. then uh, I saw um, I saw Anthony. Uh, Anthony is like my main source to locking. Uh, real, real, real natural, a real charismatic and phenomenal dancer, and um, him and a few people from London did something to locking. That uh, changed it a bit. Uh, that changed the dynamic of it. It didn't, to me, look so dated. Mm. It looked like something from the future. Mm. Uh, something I never seen seen before. I was very excited when I saw it. Uh, there's a guy called Mark Dias Johnson. Mm. There's a guy called Danny Francis, and then Anthony, and there's a guy called Jimmy Williams. Um, Anthony was around two other dancers called Dave Belgrave and Warren Crooks. And Bill Dave Grave and Warren Crooks were both a part of Out of Control together with Thomas and Steen, I think, uh, back in the 80s. Um, and they kind of had a breakthrough with this very uh, popular TV show that was going on every Saturday, I think, where they were kind of the house dancers of the right, show. Right, right. So they did these gigs and being a kid growing up, being excited about dance, that we, we lived for that. Me and a guy called uh, Kaiser, actually. Right. Um, and we formed our own little group called System of Survival hmm. and emulated what we saw uh, out of control doing, you know, and trying to do our own thing as well. Hmm. And it was not available to us. So we had to work hard and uh, go out to these happenings, go out to the the clubs and see the show and and whatnot. So, and it was so funny. Like when you saw something on the TV, you were just like super focused, and then it would be gone like as soon as it was done. Right. You're like, oh, and I did not have a recorder or anything like that. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how it started. I think in what happened to me personally with Lockin mm. is in 2000, I left it. And the reasons why I left it is because a kind of a, a wave of the original style flooded the world, the dance world. Mm. And uh, there was money to be made by the people who uh, came out with this style mm. or were connected to the original lockers. So they kind of went out and this is how it is. This is how you do it. And all of a sudden, everybody danced the same. Mm. Um, this uh, individual uh, style that is coming back now, actually. Uh, I see it happening now, which is great. Uh, just kind of just vanished because everybody wanted to do it right. Everybody mm. wanted to do it correctly. But it was very far from the way that I, I learned it. Right. You know, so I lost interest and then I, I, I got interested in how things. Right, right. So I did that. Uh, I was very intrigued by how things already in 96 when I went to New York the first time um, and saw it on this club called Vinyl. So I was like, okay, let me grab onto that. And that kind of kept me, you know, right. uh, dancing, you know. But I, then here in this year, actually, I entered the Juice of Boom uh, lock in yeah. with a. Uh, with one of my uh, former students called Lofty. 
and we won for the Scandinavian uh, part, and we went to Paris, lost our first round against India, but yet again, uh, since we're doing something that's very different, it also needs time to be accepted, yeah. and I think the important part of going there and do it was uh, to show something different. Right. You know? So, so you said that like when some of the American teachers came over and the majority of people in Europe felt like, oh, I have to learn this the right way or the real way. That's when everybody Well, would you say that's when sort of the London style or the European style of locking started dying down? And what what um, like what years do you remember people doing like an original London or European style before that happened? Like when did people come and then when did when did it start changing around what time? Um, I, what I personally think happened is, um, you know, all this was big. This style, well, it was big here. Let, let me put it like that. It was a local phenomenon in England and in Denmark because yeah. those really great dancers from England came here yeah. and did something. So I never seen everybody, anybody do it since. There was just us mm. and there was no internet. So uh, to expose this to the world was not really uh, as easy as it is today with right. the internet. You know, so I don't think a lot of people know of it. Yeah, we did. We did a few things. We did like Battle of the Year was a turning point. Nineteen ninety five, me, Steen, Thomas, Speedy, Tron, Kenneth. Uh, we went and we won against Flying Steps. Right. And that really got a lot of attention. Yeah. And we also did a TV show uh, called Viva that Storm was running. Right. And and he so so it, like everybody. Boom, it got big in Germany, real big in Germany. Mm. And then from 95 up until 2000, we had opportunities to go and do uh, theater shows in France. Oh, okay. So we went to France as well, and that was also, we had great success in France. They really loved us out there. Uh, I know that Storm was really influenced by our style. He was very right. inspired and also took a lot of... Uh, our, you know, techniques and flavors and co incorporated it into his own thing, of course, eventually. Right. But, um, but you know, he was one of the people that was really intrigued by this style and around and, um, and did, you know, not only breaking, but popping right. and locking. So, so I think uh, when, when I stopped, I didn't stop, but when I didn't, when I lost my focus on locking in 2000, um, it was like everybody was just dancing like the original lockers. Yeah. Um, a question about Battle of the Year. Like when I look back at that footage and both those clips you mentioned, the, the TV show and the Battle of the Year, that's on YouTube so people can find that. But when I look back at that, I, I almost don't see any other crews that had lockers and poppers. Like maybe a lot of b-boy crews back then had like one popper, right? And then... Maybe they, I don't know, I, I feel like, were you guys one of the first crews that was sort of like an all-styles crew, like that kind of birthed this whole movement of all-styles crew, or do you feel like it was a common thing back then, or is, you know, is that why you guys were so different and, and did so well, because you had so many styles? It was, it was definitely not the norm. Yeah. Uh, I think we were one of the few crews 
who could do everything. Uh, we only had one breaker, which were Wildcat. Yeah. Um, and um, and then and, and Warren and him did a lot of things. Warren was able to break as well, and you know, was a was a well-rounded dancer. He could do pop and lock and then breaking and capoeira. Um, so they did stuff together. Uh, but yeah, it, it wasn't the norm. I think yeah. popping was. It, it was like locking was not really right. something that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's also, to be honest, it's a sophisticated style. It's mm-hmm. like to make locking look good, it takes a lot of work and effort. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's just not. And also, I, I, I think there was just not a lot of information available. You know, there was a few tapes and a, and a few people had these uh, tape, uh, VH, uh, you know, videotapes. Right. Um, and it, it was well-kept secrets. I mean, people was holding on to these tapes like, you know, something from the Pentagon. Right, right. <laughs> they were not about to, to share that uh, with just anybody. And yeah. Steen was lucky to, uh, you know, get a few tapes from people. Right. And that was what we 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 watched and uh, learned from. Actually, there was I was just uh, typing uh, Rashad. Uh, last night because there's a video that went viral with locking that I have I haven't seen since then that I saw on a tape that Steen had with these two really energetic uh, lockers oh, that yeah. jumped around doing saltos and and that was kind of what me and Steen was aiming for. We were practicing four hours a day. Mm. Every day, <laughs> you mm. know, so we became really tight in uh, in what we did, you know. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's dig a little bit into to London Locking and tell people like a little bit more about it. I guess yeah. from from your perspective, like, how would you explain what London Locking is and what separates it from like the original way or the LA style? Okay, I think what I see is that it's very dynamic, uh, locked in this in general. But the London style, uh, I think personally, it's big, mm. it's dynamic, there's a lot of misdirection, uh, multiple things are happening at once. Mm. Uh, there's different techniques, even as how to do the up-down lock is mm. done differently. Uh, a lot of things are, are moved from the elbows. First, you move up the elbow, and then the right. arms come first. The angles are different. It's very clean. Um, it's very hard. It's very hard to explain in words. You know, what I mean, I, I feel that you have to see it next mm, to each other, right? Uh, to, to truly understand the difference. Is it? What about um, like the clothing? I feel like that's a huge difference, or, or yeah. it generalizing, but it seems like right. that's a big difference too. Yeah, it's 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 not so much also about like look how funky I can be, look how happy I can be. Mm. It's a very cool, on top, uh, slick way mm. uh, to to move uh, compared to the original style, which is uh, more of a a happy guy, uh, a joking character, where our character is more like a, a really slick pickpocket from the 50s mm. uh, or uh, a superhero for that matter, mm. you know. 
So, I mean, that's and that's that's the feel I got when I saw this the first time. It looked like Spider-Man doing a lock and solo, you know. <laughs> it really looked like something out of this world. Yeah. Uh, and that was Anthony. When I saw him do this, I was just like, it was one of the most amazing things I've seen in my life. And I just really want, wanted to, to move like that. Right. And I haven't seen that since, to be honest with you. You know, and it's not to put anybody down out there. You know, there's yeah. there's thousands of amazing great dancers, but uh, there's just something different to that. You know, and I don't know if it's because when you you're young, uh, you're more perceptive to what happening around you, and then when you get older, you look back on that. Oh yeah, that was the. But to be honest, like honestly, I I think no. I haven't seen anybody better. Yeah. Who um, who are some of the other like? Well, you mentioned like Diaz and Danny Francis. Would you um, is would you say they all had slightly different styles as well? Even though it was the London approach, like were they known yeah. for different things? Those some of those guys. Danny Francis is also a popper, but I remember when I saw him the first time, he did things that just really reminded me. Of Anthony was like wow, there's there's one more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, with with Anthony, it's just like he had this amazing timing, mm-hmm. and all his uh, his choice of postures or movement just looked like he's on the go, he's ready to go, you know. It just looks yeah. like. Um, and then Francis, um, he's also a papa, yeah. also a papa, uh, but he he's he got like amazing like. Really, really soft, nice control with uh, Mark Dias. Uh, I never met Mark Dias in real life. Yeah, yeah, actually I did, but real brief, like yeah. just a hello. Uh, but he's a powerhouse. Like he's like a, um, like his physique is just crazy. He's uh, really, really strong and mentally strong. I heard stories about this guy who could just sit down for the entire evening in the club and just be sitting still and all of a sudden he would just run up the wall, do a flip and land into a split or slide up right under a table in a split and come up and do something. Um, I heard like he would step off a stage and fly backwards into the room into a split. You know, this guy's just like, yeah. So that was his thing. Um, And there's a funny story that I got where they, they practiced and then everybody came to practice. Yeah. And uh, this is another thing that they did with the London style that I don't see anybody do. And it's not something I've been exposed to a lot myself, but they know how to work with props like mm-hmm. jackets, uh, knapsacks, hats. Well, you see it a lot with the hat. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people play with that. But with jackets and knapsacks and stuff like that. So they came to practice. And... Yeah. Um, Dias, he got angry. He was like, you guys don't practice. So he took off his jacket, like this like trench coat that went down to the thighs or something. He took it off here, jumped backwards through it, hit under it in a split, and slid it up and took it on like this. And went like, like this. And then he just left. And everybody was like, huh? You know. <laughs> so... And I seen these things. I seen Anthony is able to do these things, um, and it just looks like 
wow, it looks like a, a magic trick when it's yeah. done. You know, so I think that's also something that separates uh, them from, you know, the original song. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stories like that I've heard from you and from Damon, like different ones about Anthony and Dias and Danny Francis. Like these guys like seem so uh, like such characters. They just seem like Absolutely. such personalities, you know. It's, yeah. It's really fun to hear those stories. Um, I was also going to ask you, like, do you feel like things that were going on in London uh, influence the style like the culture of London like I feel like there was like a jazz rock scene going on and maybe this had some influence were there were there other things that were like influencing these guys in London yeah absolutely they had a scene called they called it Toe. yeah and in um, in France they called it jazz rock that's right yeah and it's an underground jazz uh, scene uh, a few people are carrying this on. I know there's a guy in France. There's John that has uh, this the summer dance festival in House Dancebury. Yes. He knows about this style. So um, yeah, that had a huge influence on on and, and I think because that style of dancing, what they also very much into is like you're dressed really proper. Yeah. You know? Dressed in a suit, mm-hmm. everything matches. You got the nice shoes. You got the, you know, yeah. they they they're so like, they look like gentlemen, you know, yeah. with a lot of swagger, a lot of style, you know. And then I think that kind of, you know, influence. It's also when you go out in London, uh, people are really well dressed. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't go out in a t-shirt when they go mm-hmm. to a club. They, I mean, at least from when I was there, they really dress up for it. Right. So I think that's just, um, I, I guess, maybe certain clubs and, and places they don't. But to the places I went, it's like, yeah, you bring a couple of girls. You have to, if you just come guys, you're not going to get into the club, stuff like that. You know? so, yeah. But, but I, I definitely think that had a, a huge influence. And I know that, that uh, Anthony has been talking about this scene. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot. He's been talking about the jazz scene, the underground jazz scene, and how he snuck into clubs right. in, a, in an early age and uh, okay. and got familiar with dance that way. I also remember on his like um, little bio that we did for Soul Society, he was talking about mixing some of his Caribbean heritage, like some of yeah. that, the his his roots from that, and maybe some of his rhythm or dancing from that one into his locking too i'm not 100 percent sure on it but yeah i i don't know much about it but the last time i had the the privilege to to meet him and talk with him about locking he he explained to me that he wanted to make every move count mm. he really wanted to make it like the best point or you know just really really put it put, put his everything in there Mm. So, so he, yeah, and of course, you know, he got his, his cultural background that is from the Caribbeans. And I think since a very early age, he, I mean, or maybe always, he's been a natural. He's, he's a, he's a real natural. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, so I, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, like, if you could um, merge that into, like, 
talking about how Anthony uh, came to Denmark to to be a part of Out of Control and and taught you guys the style. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, just to let people know, like how how Out of Control and yourself like got the style and how they were, you know, they moved over there, right? For a while, those guys from some of the guys. As far as I know, yeah, they they moved. Uh, in the 80s, I think they came, uh, they, they were a group called Split Second first, before they got together with uh, Thomas and Steen, yeah. which had their group called Out of Control. Yeah. And I think they did a show together at some point, and they were asking, oh, what's your, what's your name? And then somebody said Out of Control, and then, then it was Out of Control. Mm. That's how that happened. <laughs> um... <laughs> But but I think yeah what was it? Warren and Anthony stayed in Denmark. Okay. And Dave went back to London, and then it was, uh, Steen, Anthony, Thomas, Kenneth. I think their breakthrough as a group really was that TV show back in 1989 called uh, Belen. Mm -hmm. which was a, a, a local Danish program that ran on the Saturdays. Right. And from there on, they got a lot of attention, especially, uh, I mean, in Denmark. And um, they were just, everybody knew who Out of Control was back then. Yeah. And then, I don't know what happened. I think Anthony, I think in 2000, no, in 19... 93 they they separated i think anthony he went back to london and so did warren yeah and then in 1994 i became a part of out of control i started to to dance with steen and okay. then in 1995 we got to do battle of the year right. and then we got a whole lot of work again that kind of that's when out of control took flight internationally right Okay. Because we did that thing. So, and before it was more like they were really well known in in Denmark. Ah, uh, okay. And I think maybe they did a few things, you know, here and there. Right. But 1995 was the turning point uh, where okay. we really got a lot of exposure. Nice. And yeah. what would you say that, like, you guys, like, at that turning point and what you guys did with the locking style... Um, what would you say that you guys added to the style and also uh, personally what are some of the things that you use with your locking to make it like personal for you uh, I definitely think that back then we had a huge influence especially on on your the European scene yeah throughout Germany and France which were the places where uh, hip-hop dance was big it was really big in, in Germany and France, and then up here in Scandinavia. Yeah. Um, and and Damon was also a, a huge influence to my personal development, and still is. Yeah, yeah. But what I try to do now is uh, I, I try to stay in shape. This style of of locking is it, it. You really need to be in shape. Yeah. To do it, um, I try to you know be clean. I try to. Uh, I'm I'm focused on rhythms and and flow. Mm. Uh, 
and also thinking in you know in levels and dimensions and move with purpose but also let go you know because some of the greatest things happen sometimes when you just let go yeah um and, and, and truly connect with what I with what I hear. Also, listen to different kinds of music. You know, I think what one thing that could be better with uh, the lock-in scene and also the break-in scene is the, the change of music. You know, yeah, it, it it's very stuck in one particular style yeah. of of music. And you know, yeah. I I do understand that a certain tempo needs to be there, right. but. I think that could change, and I, I do see change. I do see uh, some of the best lockers out there, or that that is recognized that some of, some of the best lockers and are, are carrying the torch for that style are doing changes mm-hmm. and also moving to different type of sounds, yeah. which is really refreshing, and I think it's needed also for the idea that everything doesn't have to look the same. And it will also give it will also give room for this style yeah. because a lot of people actually have an opinion about this style that that's not how you do it, you know. Mm. It's that's not the right way, so it's wrong, you know. Right, right. And and that's just yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's narrow minded and it's a little bit sad also. Right. Because then, but but now I see that it's changing, and the mm-hmm. fact that I did this thing in January, you know. I don't know if that was what happened, but before that, because I dance very different compared to everybody else, yeah. I have seen a change. Yeah. So I, I believe that every every action is you know has this ripple effect, you know. Yeah. So at least a, a couple of thousand people have seen these videos that that we did, and you know it does something. And who whoever is curious about this, you know, there is footage online. There's uh, the Battle of the Year, 95. There's the Viva TV show. Uh, I had put out some videos. Um, there's not much footage of, of Anthony out there, if any. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, that's at least that's something, you know. So And then I know you guys is also a, a really good example of what this style is. You have done something you put out there, you know. So, um and hopefully, like, I plan to put more, um, I plan to do more videos and yeah. put them out. And we got this, and we'll have this coming out, so hopefully people will yeah. spark some interest, you know, hearing all, all the history and your story and what you're doing with Locking now, like, it's still, it's still here, you know, like, the, yeah. the London style and the Danish style, or whatever you want to call it, like, we're, we're carrying that on, and we're still evolving it ourselves, you know? which is yeah. a cool thing and I really like what you said about doing it to different types of music because I think that's so true with locking like you know I, I was a popper first so I'm aware that like people pop to different types of music all the time and that's really evolved the style you know the style has evolved so much because of the music changes and like I haven't seen that quite as much with locking and personally I love locking on hip hop and I love yeah. locking on trap music and like different genres because I feel like it brings new things out all the time, you know. It does. Uh, me personally, I, I do. I love, I, I absolutely, I love hip hop music. I like house music. Um, I do music myself. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
you know, I, I listen to all types of music, and I, I think, I think that's really crucial to uh, the development of uh, of Locke. And, and not only that, it's something that's done like super fast too, because mm. that can just, you know, it can be too much. Um, it's 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 a beautiful thing when you're actually allowed to see what's going on, also. Yeah. You know, but there is something cool about, you know, fast movements, but all the battles that are going on now is to music on 120 BPM yeah. or above. And it's just like, I, I mean, I, I think maybe 120 is slow. I think it's 130. And it's just like <laughs> super fast. Ridiculous. Just like you know, running through. In my, in my, it, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like. I mean, I, I think that's why I like doing it to hip hop, like is because it slows it down and you can really let the movement breathe. And that's something yeah. that I observe from you and Steen is like, and I don't know if that's something you guys were doing with the style yourselves is doing it on more hip hop. But I feel like you guys gave like a big, there was a lot of this in your style, like a lot of heavy groove yeah. to it. Like the Viva tape, like the way you guys are moving there is big and funky and like it's almost hip-hop ish yeah but we we both like we we, we love hip-hop and we i mean we also we, we're not known as hip-hop dancers but it's something that it's a style of dance that we also love doing mm. and this this heavy bounce that yeah. you see in old school hip-hop we we like to have that in locking as well mm. because the executions just look so like solid and it's 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 really in your face so yeah, yeah you know i mean i enjoy that a lot too and also when i teach i'm not teaching to uh super fast music it it, it goes to this mm. uh slightly slower music or hip-hop for that yeah. matter yeah do you also um I mean, you do martial arts and you do a lot of house dance. Does that influence your locking in different ways too? Like mixing styles? Do you do some of that? Yeah, I mean, doing uh, the, the first, uh, you know, other thing I did instead of dancing only was capoeira. Mm. Capoeira gave me uh, a bigger range. Uh, it, gave me a, it gave me a better shape and control. So that was the first thing that, you know, you can, could consider being martial art. Uh, later in life, I got into uh, a, a system called Silat, which is um, a combat system from Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, in the Philippines, to do something called Kali Silat, Kali. And really and truly who got me on to that was a guy called Tony McGregor from New York and Sekou Haru. They were doing it, and I just got intrigued, and I was like, wow, where can you learn this? And I ended up traveling out to these countries and, 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 and practicing, and just like I would do with hip-hop. For me, it's just like hip-hop. You go out there, you learn yeah. skills, you bring it back home, and then you just train, 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 and perfect it. Um, I also have a job on the side where this is a good tool. I work security, you know, and then I dance on the side. But what that gave me... Is, uh, it gave me a different control. It also gave me relaxed energy mm. or power mm. that um, is it's something that I never understood until later in life with Anthony, for example. When he moves, 
everything is super relaxed, but it looks really hard. Right. So when I had to teach somebody, they would tense up and they were like, oh, oh, like yeah. they, because they wanted to look, make it look strong. And a lot of people, they connect strength with being tense, right. you know, but really and truly is you got to be relaxed and controlled. So that was very helpful mm. with, uh, especially the C-Lot that I'm still, I'm still practicing these things. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think everything has a, has a huge influence on your development. Yeah. And also, you know, another thing that I want to make sure that I say out loud is that, you know, bringing us out in 2010 was, um, it was, it was a different experience, but it was so refreshing Mm. to meet somebody like you and Rashad that had a huge interest in this, that you guys were really, really interested in this. And I think that kind of, you know, it just goes to show that everybody needs everybody because I don't believe that if that didn't happen, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't lock ever again, but I would not really like, okay, put my focus there. But because of the interest of someone else, it's like, okay, then you gotta, okay, what was it really that I was doing? You know, and then you, you, it, it kind of sparked things up again. So that was, I think that was really positive. Yeah, well, I appreciate you saying that because that was our hopeful goal, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. because yeah. we we looked up to you guys so much. We look up to you guys so much, and you know, we feel connected to you guys in lineage and movement, and we just want to carry that thing on. And you know, Junius's idea and our mission as a group is to, you know, recognize people that are, you know, worth recognizing and maybe don't get as much attention or they're not as known so for us it was just a part of what we do we were like this is we got to make this happen you know and I'm really glad that we did because we've been building consistently since Mm. and yeah you guys doing a great job I mean I'm really proud of you guys what you guys do it's it's really awesome to see so I'm I'm, I'm happy I'm happy when when you guys are posting videos of your (laughs) show and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's cool, man. I, should, I never thought about doing that. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's beautiful. It, it, it's really cool. It's yeah. Really, really cool. Yep. So yeah, there's more more to come. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also I'm I'm really hoping to to come over again. It's like last week I was talking with Julius about coming over uh, this year, but uh, I don't know if it will happen exactly the time frame that I proposed, but. You know, wait, I make sure that I come over so we can build some more. It's important. For sure, man. About that. But yeah, that's a that's all I got for, for questions. If there's like nothing yeah. else that you really wanted to mention, then that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I mean I'm glad I'm glad uh that that we're doing this because I mean uh I'm not really putting myself out there as much as I could also. Yeah. So, you know, that's a part of, you know, people not knowing about me. You know, I feel I feel like I did that a lot when I was a, a bit younger. Mm. But it, it's 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 always a great feeling to share. Yeah. Um, and I also do that when I teach out here. So it's something I really, really enjoy. And I hope to you know, come out and, and have an impact on this style still, you know, yeah. as long as I'm in good shape and I feel like moving, it's 
definitely a part of my mission. So um, for people who who's listening to this or looking at this, you know, you can, um, yeah, you can just contact me. You know, I still I still do my thing, and I'm interested in sharing. So nice. let me know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate uh, you spending the time and sharing your your story and your experience with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Welcome.